Hi everyone, welcome to the blog on African agriculture called Africa Kilimo. We have named it Africa Kilimo because Kilimo means agriculture. Welcome listeners of Africa Kilimo to the next episode of Africa Kilimo podcast. The expert we have today is Mr. Shailesh Vikram Singh. He is an entrepreneur, a venture capitalist who has been doing good work in this area. His venture fund generally is active in the area of climate change and agriculture and related fields of agriculture. Uh, welcome Shailesh to our podcast Africa Kilimo. This is the first and the only podcast on African agriculture at the moment. Our listeners will be happy to hear different views from you. Thank you. It Nima. would be good. Yeah, it would be good if you could tell about yourself and good activities of Af- uh, the agriculture venture fund or the uh, climate related venture fund Go Massive, which you are managing, and the fund which you had managed earlier. Shalesh. Uh, thank you, Neeraj. Thanks for the opportunity for hosting me on this uh, podcast. So for a background, I, I am born and brought up in agriculture university. So I think that was the, my linkage with the agriculture, <laughs> agriculture started way back. Post that, I have been an entrepreneur in the technology space. I have set up two technology ventures and worked into uh, multiple funds. So I was MD of a private equity fund. Then I was a senior leadership team of the early stage venture fund called Seed Fund. Then I am I'm managing Go Massive for some time, for almost now a year back. I am trying to set up a whole ecosystem to address climate change. And when we say climate change, a lot of time we think that it is a job of the government. There is hardly any opportunity for any investor or any private person to participate other than some symbolic uh, actions like, you know, reducing your consumption or managing your plastic waste. Uh, we believe that uh, there's a huge opportunity for innovation to solve this. I think that any crisis has three three dimensions to it uh, when we want to solve it. One is called what we call policy and second is innovation and third is awareness. Government generally focus on policy and awareness, uh, not so much on innovation. While we believe that the innovation is the most important part. And once the innovation gets triggered, it, everything gets solved. We have seen this, what, you know, in Malthusian time when the Malthus said, you know, the, the population of people is uh, growing too fast and they will famine or uh, things like that. We realized that the increasing productivity of agriculture uh, didn't allow that. So, so my fund is focused on uh, doing that. What I'm doing right now, I, I have uh, set up a network of which is called investment network, which enables investment into the startup which are solving this area. We look at us, the, there are six sectors which come into our zone, which are pretty large uh, range. And they starts from agriculture, mobility, mobility means transportation, and then energy, clean energy, waste, water, and buildings. Because these are broad six areas which create maximum impact or maximum pollution. So we are trying to solve that. So we have this investment platform called Go Massive. Apart from that, we have our funded and start our own company called Massive Mobility, which is uh, into electric vehicle transportation. And we are, we are financing electric vehicles. And then we have a foundation which solves larger issues related pollution and work on the policy side and actionable policy. So the thing which are do not scale, like this is solving a city's pollution problem is done by the foundation. So that's what I'm doing. As a career wise, I think I have done investment in more than 30 odd companies so far in a multiple range uh, from very early stage to uh, later stage in pre-IPO companies. I have seen some success and a lot of failures. That's where I am. This is my background. Good, good. Thanks a lot, uh, Shalesh, for 
giving a full overview of the activities which you have done and as you said uh, there are three major things policy innovation and the third one was awareness awareness right <laughs> so and you have been investing in six different areas agriculture mobility transport as you said clean energy wastewater management buildings yeah. and so on and so forth and you also have other arm called massive mobility and a foundation correct and you have been concentrating on uh, the issues of actionable policy correct. innovation is as you see it uh, which i could understand from uh, what you said was basically from the private sector and building awareness is something which you would like to encourage this is generally as you very rightly said uh, rather than leaving everything to the government it is the private sector and private investment also which has to play its own role uh, which you have already uh, sort of proven uh, with your investments in nearly 30 companies as you mentioned and they have been successful investments and and acquired very good reputation also shalesh so africa as such is a conglomerate of nations it's a huge uh, piece of land and mm-hmm. also especially the northern part this saharan africa situation is entirely different somalia and all other places but right. sub saharan africa again the climate is such which is the soils are productive the climate is fragile in some of the areas right. but overall it's an opportunity which is to be uh, exploited exploited in the sense in in in, in the positive sense correct correct so given your experience in the indian ecosystem correct do you feel such ventures or such initiatives would be beneficial for the african continent as a whole taking one country at a time maybe tanzania maybe mozambique zambia zimbabwe and so on and so forth i think sure i i, I believe that there is a huge opportunity to a leverage technology and uh, we'll call solve the issue related to agriculture I think majority of the countries you are talking or let's like say when we look at indian state right the condition of the farmers and the condition of climate is pretty similar i won't say that there is a huge difference between a farmer in say tanzania and say farmer in bihar or up or you know even uh, golconda region uh, because majority of the farmers are a marginal farmers uh, have not much access to the credit and have very sensitively curtailed by their access to the market uh, and i think majority of the startups are trying to solve these challenges Uh, access to the right information so that they know what cropping pattern to pursue access to the market so that they can get a right discovery of the product and also access to the right technologies to improve their input and improve their productivity right i think agriculture as such is a very complicated subject and very very uh, misunderstood subject right uh, misunderstood and every time we see people talk of the you know marginal farmers people talk of the middleman and people talk of the challenges and you know but i think that a lot of these issues can be solved through innovation and through the new age startup right and that's a very encouraging note from you shalesh having a very positive view of agriculture uh, i'll share something while working in africa on transfer of technology from india to africa what you say is right the farmers more or less are similar to the indian farmers their environment may be a little different their governance patterns may be a little different but they are small marginal farmers who lack capital who lack access to technology and when we were transferring technology we were comparing their uh, their cont- those countries and areas in those countries where we transfer technology to somewhat like uh, parts of rajasthan parts of haryana which are arid 
parts of uh, Madhya Pradesh where we have water also and difficulty in agriculture also. So similar uh, situations existed in Kenya and Malawi mm-hmm. and small interventions which we made uh, Shailesh in terms of water management, in terms of good seed production, in terms of animal husbandry practices were taken up by the farmers so quickly and adopted very, very fast. And it made a large difference in the incomes. I'll give an example. When they adopt, before they adopted the animal husbandry practices, which we had taken to them, the yield per cow was 700 grams of milk per day. Mm-hmm. And after eight to 10 months of work with the farmers in making them adopt new technology, making them aware and using these innovations, the yield of the milk increased to 7 kilograms per cow per day. That's huge. So that's huge. And once uh, the villagers who were not participants of this program saw this, they automatically started adopting and joining in the cooperative movement kind of thing, which was done because we had worked through farmers, producers, organizations and milk cooperatives. Okay. And a very pe- and a very peculiar thing was there, uh, Shalesh. That animal as such, the ownership of the animal as such in Kenya, in the Maasai uh, tribe, belongs belongs to the male, male members of the society. The produce from the animals, Hmm. dung, urine and milk. Ah. The ownership is of the woman. Okay. So, yeah, that was very interesting and different from the context which we had uh, gone from in India. And the milk cooperative in Kenya, especially the Maasai tribe in Tanzania and Mozambique, those are managed by generally by women only and they are the administrators and they are very receptive also because ultimately whatever earning comes, it is their earning and they have the right on that earning. Okay. So taking that cultural context, we were able to transfer technology very quickly and very efficiently. And I think private investments and especially with the venture capital approach which you are expert of do you think uh, it would also be a good idea to have an arm or a unit uh, set up in africa i think so i think there's a huge opportunity africa is valuable uh, produces there is a huge opportunity i have a very you know on agriculture side or any other thing i think the I have a little, what you call, a uh, little different opinion. And uh-huh. I think that the more than productivity, it is the market or access to the market, right? Is more critical. Right. Unfortunately, uh, margin farmers globally are not able to get the prices which they deserve, right? On the name of commodity. So everybody right. supposes commodity. But uh, unnecessary premium is being paid for the brands, which is again, right. you know, can be uh, managed. So I believe like in India, the real innovation which happened in India is not on the, what you call, property of the cows or property of the, you know, milk animals. But uh-huh. innovation was what the Amul did it. Amul made even a farmer with just one cow, you know, right. they, they ensure that this guy will get some money, whatever he does. So I think the visibility of the market is a huge opportunity. In India, it is happening and right. Africa is yet to happen. And I think the ideally biggest capital should be deployed there. Because once the market is there, the farmer or the producer will have an incentive to discover and improve the productivity, right? Right, right, right. Once they are assured of the 
access to the market and a fair price for their produce you're right they'll definitely try to innovate and increase the income from the farm produce as such right. because if you are selling your potatoes for a you know uh, 10 cents a kg right or 2 cents a kg kilo, uh, kilogram you have right. what property you have is immaterial because you are at the end of the day suffering losses right so i think right. uh, the real opportunity in any of these market which are which i call the emerging market is the right. need to create a market right which create a semi semi you know bankable products where people can trade people can exchange people can do that right and which can act as a sort of a market maker which in the absence of the market they still buy it right and right, that, right. you have to invest into what you call processing industry or transportation or you know evacuation of those commodities from those markets but that's where the investment should be done and if you are able to do that i think you will see a huge jump at least in the procurement of this stuff i have seen in uh, you know kenya the kind of avocados they grow right it's full of avocado everywhere but they don't have the market like so there is no you know buddy who is buying these avocados in kenya right while that india is sold at a very crazy prices premium that itself is basically a very good example we have given and that is what i notice when going across different areas in kenya especially the western part of kenya mm-hmm. there farmers didn't know what to do of avocados correct so we suggested them why don't you get together and start marketing as an fpo where the efforts are distributed and people also participate and the profits are distributed accordingly so that started in a small way but the thing which uh, attracted more attention and their participation uh, shailesh i'll share this with you was instead of teaching those farmers to grow beans the french beans we basically educated them on growing seeds for these beans bean seeds Okay. for mu and rajma and mm-hmm. the, the beans as such kidney beans the farmers participated and the uh, this this was sort of a pilot of 1500 farmers spread over two counties they got together they formed a farmer producer company as such got it registered got through the kenyan uh, plant health services also everything took it was difficult in the beginning but once everything fell into place those farmers basically in the first year itself or first season itself were able to market seeds worth 2 million kenyan shillings Wow. So once they were able to do it, they started seeing the benefit of coming together, and it was also we were also fortunate that uh, what happened these farmers they were lacking agricultural implements, Shalish, mm-hmm. and in the nearby county of Eldoret, mm-hmm. there was a program going on for youth employment where they were being trained to handle agricultural implements like tractors, combine harvesters, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So what we were able to do was we were able to connect those. Uh, youth to these farmers where those youth came with the implements did custom uh, services for these uh, farmers the farmers got their land plowed in time and the youth got the kind of employment they were looking for so it looks simple ki this is just a mix and match but in the context of africa that was something which had not been heard at all yeah that seems like a miracle and so this was the private initiative itself basically the government was involved to the extent of certification of seeds only and regulatory issues which were taken care of by the farmer producer company which is still operating we had an interaction in our last last podcast with one of the ground agencies which was a partner helping us implement that program 
called Ace Africa and the program is still on and it is expanding. That is something heartening to see because in India, the saturation point has reached but still Africa is sort of a virgin continent where anything done with a spirit will show. What is your view? I agree, I agree. I think Africa is a really a huge opportunity waiting to explore. And if the right uh, platforms are created, I think it can really, really can become a really large opportunity, which will not only help the rural sites, not only help the poor, but will also improve the business side. So I think that's a, that's a great example. I think the kind of FPUs you're talking is basically you're trying to create a market. And I think there's a right step. If you are able to create a market which, which provide a better access to every producer, his income will automatically increase. And then he will try to figure out how he can increase his income further. And since he right. will make money available, he will be able to deploy that capital into improving either buying the equipment or either getting better labor or, you know, buying better seeds. So the whole whole, whole ecosystem will start improving. So I think the best way to start this is by focusing on the market. And one additional thing happened, uh, Shailesh, in this was that the payment systems were all digital payments, no cash exchange hands using M-Pesa and other uh, means available at that point of time there in Western Kenya in the counties of CIA and Bungoma. Uh-huh. All the all the farmers connected digitally only to make payments and to receive payments both. That was something which we were very happy to see in an area which is not which is off the grid, so to say, going uh, fully modern where we uh, still handle cash. They were able to do it digitally. Given yeah. that situation, yeah. yes, please. Well, I think that's that's very interesting example. Please go ahead. So go massive. What should a startup have in its business plan? to get a funding from Go Massive in India or uh, in Africa? Shalish? So the point is in Africa, we don't invest. So so Go Massive is a network, right? Yes. Uh, it is not a not a fund per se. It is more right. of network of the corporations, uh, NG investors, HNI to invest. We provide right. a platform. So tomorrow if we have say 10 investors from Kenya join this, we will right. be willing to invest in Kenya also. Right. So, so the platform is uh, technology wise, the money can be deployed anywhere, right? Uh, provided the people are there from that area because the way they, the person in Kenya will understand Kenyan business, a person from India, a person from US, or from Nepal won't be able to understand. So that exactly. is the part. So that is one. Now coming to the the startup which we look at, which the platform fund, right? It has to do two very critical part. It has to solve any other this key problem we are doing, and it has right. to demonstrate that there is some IP there, that they are doing something which is unique, and this right. unique can become very large. This can become a a billion dollar opportunity. It can become a hundred million dollar revenue opportunity in next three to four years or five years, right? Uh, because it's a vector model, it's a risk capital. Uh, the capital right. is there to be lost. So right. this is a very critical part. As long as we are able to find a technology uh, or yeah. the IP uh, which which is very scalable and the problem very severe, we are happy to explore and invest. So that is what. Right. So if I if if I rephrase it and restate it for the benefit of our uh, podcast uh, listeners, uh, what I hear is that there have to be investors uh, becoming part of Go Massive Network investment network. Yeah. And then Go Massive platform would be willing to 
invest in those local countries be it kenya be it tanzania be it zambia zimbabwe and so on so forth correct be- because the local participants will be able to understand the local conditions better than anybody from outside correct right and the focus should be basically on innovation something unique where they have the intellectual property to that particular kind of solution and which is which should be scalable yeah in the long run scalable to the extent of let us say 100 million or a billion kenyan shillings or uh, the local currency or whatever country the investment is made correct and that is what basically defines go massive that means it has to have massive investment opportunities or a massive potential of growth yeah yeah it should be a massive opportunity so we say massive, a massive opportunity massive opportunity that's what it is ma- and massive in the sense that it has to have an impact on a certain scale correct right only then it makes uh, perfect sense to yeah. have that kind of approach suppose an entrepreneur from zambia or zimbabwe mm-hmm. wants to participate on the or uh, wants to become a part of the go massive platform investment network okay so how should he how should he approach i think he has to go to website called gomassive.in and submit there then the team generally has a call and ensure that the person understand venture business uh, there is a walk through there is a whole program right so this gomassive more of a kind of a, you can say is a very club of the people who are very passionate about climate change and we have india's marquee names who are part of this club right, right. so we we are very careful about the kind of people who bring on this platform at the same time we are very very much called uh, make sure that the person who is coming in this is very aware what is trying to do right so so once those understanding is there then we allow but these every investors are shown the deals every quarter the deals which we are looking at it right and uh-huh. they can make a very small commitment so like say to give an example any investor can commit as low as 10000 and can go as high as as half a million dollars generally the deal at our platform are syndicated in the range of 200000 to to a million dollar and uh, generally we like minimum 3 to 4 investors in a deal because we do not allow one guy to do all the deal himself a in this right. b we want to spread advantage of those deals to every member so that so is the basically a, a consortium approach consortium yeah, kind of approach yeah, right right sounds good uh, shalesh uh, maybe after hearing this if we are able to motivate some of the investors or some of the uh, startups yeah to start looking towards this and con and the startups convincing the local investors to come to the go massive platform i think that should be something which would do good to the african continent in the long run correct correct the entire day any society will not grow unless you allow or encourage the risk capital right that right right any emerging economy including africa that the majority right. of the money comes in the form of debt and the right. debt uh, remains a very expensive proposition so the 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 real damage to any society if the money is coming either in the form of debt or a grant because right. these models ensure that it doesn't scale right the grants are not designed for a scale and debt is uh, again is designed because there is a certain limit your balance sheet can afford right this has restricted to companies to grow the the, thing, the growth in india which has happened for a new generation business has happened in last 15 years when the venture capital start coming in otherwise earlier the growth used to happen with the only you know the existing businesses or one random event but majority of them used to come from what you call a traditional money Right. Today you are seeing new companies coming and demolishing, and I am very sure that the Africa has equally, if not a better, uh, you know, opportunity or a hand on this, provided the money is being made available. And I think that is the right approach where you have to ensure that the money which comes is more of a risk capital 
rather than anything else grants on our ss there is another aspect shalesh uh, while traveling in africa and interacting with the concerned officials of the government there and the multilateral agencies like the world bank usaid and so on and so forth what emerged was as such the governments may not be having that kind of money but it is the multilateral agencies which generally invest for the development of those regions in a very focused manner some may be investing only in water management some may be investing only in seed production and so on and so forth so uh, what have news would you suggest or broach for foreign capital to reach these countries i think it is a see that always uh, everybody expect the government to invest uh, and it's not that the government doesn't have the money government have a lot of money which they give to the, their bank they capitalize it i think there we need to learn from china so when china gives the money right it doesn't give the money as a form of bank loan they just get uh-huh. it where they ensure that a 20% capital come from chinese government and remaining capital you have to organize yourself and then you give the fiscal incentive to the investors the government has a policy right the government can always play around taxes around you know fiscal incentives where it need not spend money but it, you can say it can forego some revenue and this foregoing right. of revenue is a revenue which would not have happened otherwise think of it it's a flipkart right, right. made in india then the revenue would not happen right so right, if the right. government of india says that okay i have lost you know uh, 2 billion dollars in tax revenue which it didn't it, it got the money because it made uh, government of india made 2 billion dollars as a uh, tax income it would not have happened if the initial vc investment of 1 billion has not happened right, right. so by allowing that uh, 2 billion dollar 3 billion dollar uh, tax pass through government of india not only created a 17 billion dollar worth of company created thousands of jobs or impacted hundreds thousand of businesses also under revenue tax revenue of 2 billion dollar right on the same so the so you have to have those kind of ideas so that you can play on the fiscal side the tragedy of the whole ecosystem is that the majority of the people who are advising this money side generally either come from the bank which is again risk capital debt or from the multilateral agency which are again grant you need to find people who can help you to create this risk capital there is enough what you call expat uh, nigerians or tanzanians or you know, south africans who are happy to invest in their country if there is a proper risk capital framework available right uh it has different capital i do not say uh, agree that the no country has capital to give an example of india indians buy 35 billion dollar gold every year while right. we all out of the world and saying we need capital we need capital but everybody forgets that indians alone buy 35 billion dollar worth of gold every year right so same way every country has lot of value the issue is how do you create a right policies to channelize that money in the right way. and i have the opportunity and that you have to see that side if you do not do that side you will miss it those thoughts are quite enlightening shalesh and i think maybe Thank we'll you. keep we'll will keep picking your mind once in a while to get the good set of ideas and thanks a lot for sparing time from your busy schedule and uh, our listeners will definitely be benefiting from this and africa kilomo will request you to come on the podcast once again thanks a lot look forward to speaking again thanks a lot sure. have a good day ahead thanks bye bye thanks our email is africa.kilimo@gmail.com please keep writing give your feedback your questions your suggestions we are waiting for them it's been lovely talking to the experts and as you rightly said 
We look forward to more such interactions with experts. We look forward to hearing from our listeners at our email, Africa, A-F-R-I-C-A dot Kilimo, K-I-L-I-M-O at gmail.com.